Hello, everyone, and welcome to Toronto Rock Total Access. I am Mike Hancock. Thank you very much for joining us on another week of the podcast here. We are going to waste little time getting into this one. Of course, the Toronto Rock coming off another massive win, three in a row, looking for four this Saturday night when they travel to Calgary to take on the Roughnecks. Game time, 9 p.m. Eastern, and it is the NLL Game of the Week on TSN. Let's jump right into things. We've got two great guests today. We have the Toronto Rocks head coach, Matt Sawyer, stopping by. But first up, it's Rosie, Nick Rose, goaltender, number 66 for the Toronto Rock. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. I'm Mike Hancock, and I'm now overly pleased. Uh, I am overjoyed joined by Toronto Rock goaltender Nick Rose. Rosie, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Mike. How come you're overly joyed? Uh, I'm not overly joyed. I'm overjoyed. But uh, it's just great to have you back on the podcast. This is going to be a distraction. eh? Our, Our green room is not as big as it used to be. Our next guest is standing by, but closer than usual. I like it. Uh, okay. All right. So Rosie, you're doing great. You just, we've established that. That's good. Um, Obviously, we're coming off a pretty big win here and a great stretch of lacrosse, really, for the Toronto Rock. Is there anything you can pinpoint that has made the difference between two losses in December to what's happened since the calendar has changed to 2023 in January? Um, I think we kind of stuck to the process a little bit, but obviously we uh, had a tough December and I think uh, I've said it a few times, guys weren't too happy over the holidays and the long three-week break and a lot of time to reflect and get redialed in. And I think that we did that as a group and uh, we've been pretty determined all together uh, since coming out of the break. So you personally, I mean, let's dive into this game against Philadelphia. This was uh, quite a run. And of course, anybody that was watching the broadcast as that fourth quarter started, and I guess really towards the end of the third quarter, there was a lot of... A lot of conversation on the broadcast, and I know internally within the Toronto Rock folk who were uh, watching the game, there was a lot of stats digging, and we're trying to find out fewest goals against in a game, and tracking this, and who held the record, and and we knew that both Matt Vince and Bob Watson had both allowed just two goals each in a game. Uh, is any of that stuff in your head while you're on the floor, while you're sitting there looking up and thinking you're going into the final 15 minutes and you've only allowed one goal? Um, first, let me say that it sounds like you guys kind of jinxed me. Well, we didn't well, put anything out. We are just doing research. It's if if like, anything, maybe the Philly broadcasters jinxed you. Though. Yeah, maybe they yeah. did for sure. Okay. No, I, uh, <laughs> I ha- obviously I've been around a long time, had a good idea that uh, one goal in the fourth quarter probably – put me in the mix for trying to give up the least amount of goals in game, but I was, honestly wasn't too worried about that. Uh, I, I know how the NOL can go, and you saw like they kind of scored a few uh, pretty quick. So um, it is a game of runs, and obviously uh, what we did uh, defensively and myself uh, through three quarters was what we wanted to do to kind of get a win. But, um, yeah, it would have been cool, but... Um, I really don't care, to be honest with you. <laughs> Not as much well, as you do. <laughs> well, that's nice. I think the fans might care, too. But 
Um, you know, I know we were, I think we had kind of joked about previously, I think there was uh, the 17-1 first half against Vancouver a few years ago. Um, I mean, I guess you knew, obviously, nobody had ever had a shutout, but were you aware of what the actual record was going into that game? Like, was is that something that's ever been on your radar? Um, Not that you're always like, hey, tonight I'm going to go out and try and break the record, but is it just something you were, in fact, aware of? I actually thought it was three, to be honest with you. I uh, I think, was it Demude had a low game to start this season? I think he might have given up four or something. Okay. And I thought I had seen somewhere that it was uh, the record was three, but I guess I was just uh, misinformed on that. But... Uh, no, definitely not something I think about. I uh, just try and uh, try and get go in every game and get a shutout, but that's just not <laughs> possible. So um, obviously we had a great effort against Philly, and um, it's just not going to get any easier. But um, yeah, we were all uh, pretty dialed in, and uh, obviously the early game we wanted to make sure we started the game well, and we did. Now amidst this uh, three goal three game run, where the goals have been coming a plenty on the offensive side while the defense has been shutting things down. One thing that's happened, Challen Rogers has moved from a more offensive role back to the back door. Um, you know, are we drawing any parallels here or any connection to, you know, how much better the defense is playing maybe in front of you? Or have you noticed that as well in the last few games that the, the D is up their game as well? Yeah, I would say that, uh, our entire team, uh, since the first couple games in December of, uh, really kind of stepped up and obviously uh, when you start one and two uh, you can dig yourself a big hole early and uh, we know that our first goal is uh, we want to clinch a playoff spot and we want that going through Hamilton so we uh, I think we recognize uh, that we can't really drop too many more or or at least not have any more kind of dud efforts and uh, and yeah our defense has been unreal even going back to last year too like um, we got a lot of uh, guys back there that match up with any team so well. So um, we're gelling, but it can change quickly. So we're, we're third through the season, and uh, we're starting our kind of middle third year. So we uh, head out to Calgary for a big one. Do you ever see as a goaltender that forwards are perhaps, you know, respecting the Rocks transition game in different ways, or you see different teams, you know, you're like, okay, like, I know we're going to be able to maybe create more opportunities in transition against this team by the way they play. And especially given uh, the weapons that the Rock has in transition, when you look at guys like Latrell Harris and Mitch Desnew with nine goals this year, which is crazy. And then now having Challen back there too, you know, amongst others, you know, it's, is that something that, you know, truly you see and feel that other teams' forwards play a little differently against uh, against the Rock than maybe they do against other teams just because they know that the transition game can can probably be a difference in a game? I'm sure it's on every team's kind of scouting report uh, how well we uh, have been doing in transition. And if we're cashing in with goals on top of just getting those opportunities, and it does make it tough on any team we face. So, um I don't know if I notice it necessarily in games. Maybe uh, some teams are trying not to uh, turn the ball over at the top or or trying to get off the floor harder. But um, at the end of the day, like it, it is kind of that balance for an offense, right? Like if you're focused too much on just not giving up transition, then maybe you're not really trying your best to score a goal when you need it or whatever. So I, I don't think... Uh, 
teams can really, really focus in on that too much without uh, it affecting the overall offense. So I don't know if I've noticed it specifically, but I think teams uh, um, have to kind of see what we're doing in transition and try and handle it. And when we talk about that, you know, I think that transitions us nicely into talking about this week's game and that, uh, you know, everything I've heard this week is Calgary also transitions the ball very well. And they can be a threat to score much like the Toronto Rock can. So, you know, how do you view that matchup this week, especially since, you know, they can do a lot of things similar to the way we do them? And, um, you know, how do you see these two teams matching up this week? Yeah, I mean, uh, for sure, they're a great transition team. Um, they're probably one of the top teams out in the West, so it's going to be a very difficult task, especially out in Calgary. Um, I, it's been a while since we've been out there, but um, I know every year is different, but they have kind of had our number the last few matchups uh, that I've been a part of, so we kind of got to change the tide there and uh, go out there and be determined. And uh, pre- we, we are well prepared. We've had a good week practice and game film and all that but um yeah it's gonna be a tough matchup and uh we got to handle their transition just like they got to handle ours and obviously uh we got to find a way to put the ball past uh one of the best goalies in the league now something else that may get lost uh from time to time is the fact that uh you were acquired from the calgary roughnecks back in the day that's Fun fact. You were once there. You were once a goaltender. You played against the Toronto Rock one game at Scotiabank Arena, I can remember. Um, you know, do you ever, like, does that period of time in your life seem like it was 100 years ago? And, like, what do you remember about your time in Calgary? Yeah, I mean, I I wasn't there too long. Obviously, I got picked up in the dispersal and um, was really only there for half a season before getting the trade here to Toronto. But... It definitely does seem like a long time ago now. I've obviously been here in Toronto uh, for a majority of my career now. And um, obviously I was there long enough to kind of understand how the Roughnecks uh, run. And it's one of the, there's a reason why they kind of have had the success they've had uh, over the years. Obviously they won the championship uh, right before the pandemic hit. So um, yeah, no, I got all the respect in the world for the Roughnecks organization, their coaches, uh, the players that are still there that I played with. Um, obviously, some of them have moved on as well. But, um, yeah, it's one of those matchups that's obviously an all-Canadian matchup on TSN TV. Um, it's a big one and uh, always is when we match up with them. I want to talk a little bit more about this game because things are starting to come back into my head from the time that you did play against the Rock for the Roughnecks. Did you come in in relief in that game? I'm pretty sure that game was in Calgary. Are you yeah, sure? Yeah, I am. Patty Campbell I and uh, was here. Campbell and Snyder fought. By the oh, crazy. that was that game? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was in Calgary then. Yeah, yeah it was in Calgary. Oh I um, Pooley uh, um, had a bit of a tough start, and then I went in, and I kind of got shelled for a couple quick, and they put Pooley okay. back in. So. Wow. So then you were in the Okay. I thought there was a game. You never played in Toronto against the Rock. Um, I don't think I actually played minutes in Toronto. I was there with Boston on the bench, but no, I don't think I ever... Uh, You'd probably know better than I if yeah. you were the one in the net. No, the game against uh, <laughs> Toronto in Calgary was probably part of the reason why Calgary was happy to trade me with letting in a few, uh, <laughs> few quick against uh, the Rock, but obviously... I guess T uh, didn't really care. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess he saw something in you. Yeah, long, long ago. Yeah, way back. Um, well, that's cool. That was that was back in the day when you were still wearing the uh, field bucket, right? Well, yeah. Everybody always says that that they remember when I wore the. I honestly only wore that bucket that season. Oh, okay. I I always had a hockey mask. Other yeah. than that season, uh, our f- former equipment trainer with the uh, not the rock with the Blazers in Boston, he worked for Cascade and. He sent me a helmet for free. Just kind of said, "Hey, try it out." So, obviously, why why wouldn't I try a free helmet? So I I was wearing it while I was in Calgary, and then I got the trade here, and I just kind of stuck with it for the rest of that year. And then uh, next season, went back to the hockey mask. Just liked it better. Let's keep winding the clock back here. I think we're on a good theme here. Yeah. Drafted by the Toronto Rock originally in two thousand and eight. What what do you remember about that training camp process? And where did you stand in the goalie picture? Like. What was what was going on at that time here with the Rock? Yeah, like I, uh, there was a bunch of goalies at camp. So they, uh, I'm gonna forget his name, but they also drafted another goalie that played Aurelia Junior A's first name was Derek. I, I should definitely know his last. It'll name. come to me. Keep talking. Yeah. No, I know who you're talking. Um, obviously he was uh, like he knew Clover pretty well. He, I played against him my whole life. I should know his last name, but. Um, so the Rock kind of drafted both of us in that draft, and then I believe, obviously, still had Whipper, and then uh, I think Mike Atwood was here, yeah, here as yeah. well. And then uh, it was at least the four of us at training camp, and I think maybe one more. They had a fr- street free agent and went to camp, and uh, I definitely struggled. <laughs> um, obviously, bigger nets, uh, smaller gear, and just just a little shell shocked. Obviously, with uh, Kind of being across from Whipper and uh, Doily wasn't back yet, I don't think. No. Um, trying to think who else, but Nash. Um, Manning. Yeah, like all yeah. those guys. So, yeah, I was just a little uh, out of my element. Uh, didn't really know how things worked and struggled in camp. And then we had one, I think I got a good amount of action in one of the preseason games and got lit up. And then, uh, and then yeah, Mike Clover called me. Uh, before the last weekend of camp and uh, basically kind of said they were releasing me. And um, I was upset, but uh, I kind of understood with how I performed. And then luckily I had uh, some friends uh, or ex-teammates in Boston that kind of put in a good word for me. And I went there and I kind of felt like I was a different goalie there, uh, trying out a lot less pressure maybe. So um, obviously put on a a good performance at camp and – Stuck it out with uh, Boston for three seasons, and then they folded, went to Calgary, and then traded here. You left out that you got to spend some quality time with Matt Lyons while you were a Boston Blazer. Matty Lyons, yes. <laughs> a lot of quality time with him. Obviously, Dan Dawson, Polly Dawson. But, yeah, it's too bad. Uh, I was texting with Lyons actually a couple weeks ago because, uh, obviously, he lives in Calgary. So we usually catch up when we go play out there, and uh, he's got a – hockey tourney for his kids so unfortunately won't be able to catch up with them but hopefully uh hopefully this year when he comes back to Ontario at some point is he still scared of Bubba and the D guys (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm sure you're gonna that's a deep reference we're not gonna pull it out I'm surprised you're not gonna get that video resurfaced yeah I'll I'll have to ask him but uh, yeah I think everybody's still scared of Bubba and the D guys we will shift gears and we will go into our regular segment of what you watching Rosie Oh man! So over the holidays, I did the full rewatch of Game of Thrones, and it's so good. Um, 
Zach Manns had never seen it, so he started watching after you saw, kind of walked by a few episodes. So uh, um, I'd like to take credit for him uh, loving that show now. But um, me, Latrell, and Adam kind of hopped into The Sopranos a few weeks back because we had never watched that. So mm-hmm. our schedules are pretty different, though, and they uh, they got quite a bit ahead of me. So I did some catching up yesterday on our uh, kind of snow day here. So um so we're caught up. We're about halfway through season two. So that's kind of been uh, all I've really been watching. A um, couple movies here and there. Um, really, uh, have you seen the menu? No. Oh, highly recommend. It's an interesting watch, but I think it's actually on Disney Plus. But it uh, it's like not a thriller, but it's like uh, just kind of creepy. And uh, I th- I think you'll like it a lot. Short. It, story outline like what are we it, talking about? It, it's now? a movie it's yeah. about uh oh, it's just one movie yeah okay. it's just a movie pretty good cast uh ray fiat i forget how you say his last name fiend Voldemort, <laughs> the guy that played Voldemort. yeah i don't know I'm okay that one now <laughs> um and uh taylor joy from uh queen's gambit okay um and then yeah like john leguizamo yeah yeah so a decent cast but uh it's kind of about uh all these like rich snobby people that pay a ridiculous amount of money for this like high class chef that world renowned and they go to like this kind of remote like place uh for him to put together his idea of a perfect menu yeah but there's some uh twists and turns with it so <laughs> i i want All you right. to let me know what you think okay when well you watch sure it. and it's disney plus yeah it's on disney right. plus but it, it was really good i caught me off guard All right. um Maybe but. dial that in tonight before the Pens Caps game. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. you you get right on that. Go Pens, I guess. Yes, Rosie, that's good. I remember you were once a little bit of a Penguins. I fan. am a Penguins fan. Other than uh, I'm all Pittsburgh, other than Toronto. Yeah, even Pirates. I don't mind after the Jays, yeah. even though they're trash. But oh, I, I I like the Pirates. I like all the black and yellow uniforms yeah. and yeah. So, the, I mean, that might even say, so we're wearing the uh, black and gold one last time. There we go. This season on uh, February the 4th. Yeah. Uh, any developments on the special mask for this? Yeah, game? we're trying. Um, there's been uh, a few hiccups, uh, obviously, um, a few moving parts when you try and get a mask painted. Obviously, uh, like I go through sport mask here in Oakville, but... Uh, they got to build it, which takes some time, and then get it shipped to uh, the artist, uh, Airbrush. Uh, what is the title? Airbrush? Yeah. Yeah. So my uh, my guy's Eric uh, Ferguson. He's with Resurrection Customs. He's done about six or seven masks for me. So he is uh, really trying to get this done for me uh, for next weekend. So um He's hoping to have the mask in hand tomorrow, and if he does, then I think we're in a good spot. So if not, uh, we might just have to adjust and kind of make it a summer helmet or something, and I'll just rock the plain black. But I think we're in a good spot if he gets it tomorrow, and uh, we kind of got a design locked in that'll be cool. And, uh, and yeah, Hamilton uh, black and yellow specific. All right, that's good. Something for the fans to look forward to. All right, Rosie. Well, uh, I think that'll wrap up our chat today. Our next guest is... Uh, yeah, dude, do you want me to just tell him to come right in? Or? Well, I don't know. He's been wearing a hole in the carpet there back and forth <laughs> outside the studio. So we will uh, we'll allow him to get his bearings, and uh, we'll get him in here shortly. Okay. Well, thanks for having me, Mike. Appreciate All right. it.
good luck this weekend. We'll do this again soon. I'm sure we will. All See right. Ya. That was Nick Rose, star goaltender for the Toronto Rock. We will take a short break here on Toronto Rock Total Access. We will be back with Matt Sawyer, the head coach of the Toronto Rock, in a moment. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. I'm Mike Hancock, and I am now joined by the head coach of the Toronto Rock. Much talked about in the last segment, Matt Sawyer. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing good. What are you doing talking about me? <laughs> no, well, we had just you had, you had started the last interview segment in here, w- awaiting your interview slot to come up, and then now we're here, and you were pacing a little bit outside the uh, studio doors and stapling uh, scouting reports. Oh, oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. let's start there. Maybe that's an interesting topic we should dive into. Sure. Scouting reports. Yeah. What do they look like at the NLL level? What are you guys putting together? Who puts them together? Well, we all kind of uh, collaborate on it. Uh, Andrew Suter is, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, in uh, in charge of that uh, for us, and uh, you know, really, uh, we try to give the guys uh, a little bit of information. Um, believe, uh, seen all kinds of different scouting reports. Some of them are quite detailed, and they can be multiple pages and go on and on, um, which I'm sure are good in their own right. But uh, we feel if we can give uh, uh, give the guys. Um, a uh, handful of uh, bullet points or, or nuggets that they might be able to retain it uh, that could uh, help them. Some guys read them um, thoroughly and uh, are looking for them, waiting for them to be handed out. Other guys uh, do what they want with them. Yeah. Do you find that there are certain guys that, uh, like you're saying, do you know take advantage of them? Is that something that? You know, you hope that maybe they pass it on to the guys you're noticing aren't doing it. <laughs> or, like, are there instances on the bench even when you're like, I know you didn't read the scouting report. No, never. <laughs> no. And I, and I didn't mean that, you know, the guys that aren't doing it. You know, everybody takes, um, you know. Um, something different Something from different yeah. from them. Or, you know, we've talked about it. There's uh, um, video guys and guys that, uh, um, you know, that uh, are just starving for that and will consume that and are constantly – uh, studying that way, and then you have other players that um, you know they just want to hear what uh, uh, the game plan is, and maybe expectations from offense, defense, and um, then they just want to go out and, and perform. So everybody takes something uh, differently from them. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. So when we're talking about a scouting report and what's actually in there, is it a is it a small write up on each player? Is it a like you're saying? Is it more just focused on like an overall tendencies of the group on offense? Is it a mixed bag of everything? Is it, you know, do you guys get down to the point where you're talking about, you know, individual defenders that you guys should be attacking in certain situations, or you know, a certain defenders' tendencies, or what they do on that? Like how much detail at the NLL level goes into a weekly scouting report? We'll include uh, details on individual offensive and uh, defensive players. If there's something that is uh, uh, jumped out uh, to us as a staff that um, you know might be a strength or a deficiency, something you might want to look at uh, as far as helping you uh, defend or um, you know go against and attack a player, we'll put that in there. And uh, a lot of it is just um, putting down the roster, making them aware of numbers, left to right shot. Um, we split ours up into uh, three uh, offense, defense, and, and give some notes on the, the goaltenders as well. And and then in there we'll have, uh, you know, four or five things for our defensive group or offensive group um, that we want to focus on as far as uh, our team attacking the opposition. 
So you mentioned Andrew Suter is kind of taking the lead on that now for you guys this year. What's that been like having him uh, oversee that process and kind of take that on as a project for him as a new member of the staff here? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been good. Um, you know, he's hungry for it, and uh, uh, Andrew, um, you know, ha- had a, a real good playing career, and is at a point in time here where he wants to get uh, um, you know get his feet wet from the coaching or management side, whatever it might be, and. And, uh, you know, he just uh, wanted to get around a group and, and try to better himself and, and I guess learn from us or learn from us. So um, gave him that responsibility and and, uh, you know, we're all providing input uh, weekly and uh, he's the one that uh, brings it all together and, and puts it together. Now, for anybody who doesn't know, you obviously coached Andrew Suter in junior. I think you'd say Suits is one of your guys. Is he? Yeah. I, I yeah. think so. Yeah. <laughs> you had a lot of success with him as a leader on, on some of those, uh, you know, Northman championship sure. teams. Uh, is it just kind of cool to see this come full circle from you coached him when he was so young and then he plays his pro career. And now you're kind of, you're kind of coaching him in a bit of a different way now as, you know, bringing him into, uh, you know, a scouting role. And like you say, kind of learning the ropes of putting the scouting reports together and stuff like that. Is that just like, Kind of a cool thing for you personally to to see his maturation, I guess, from player to pro to now getting into the coaching side. For sure, it's uh, um, you know it's good to see and and uh, first started uh, to get to know and, and uh, coaching Andrew when he was sixteen, um, actually likely fifteen. I think he was a call up for us, but had the opportunity to coach him for his whole junior career. Um, he was a part of some uh, real good Orangeville teams there and. Uh, we had success uh, each and every year at the Ontario and then, uh, um, I guess, national level with Minto Cups and uh, got to watch his NLL career from afar. And, and now we kind of uh, back together here. And, uh, you know, lacrosse is all about relationships, and, and that uh, that's a relationship that's uh, uh, special to me. So it's um, uh, good to be uh, back around him for sure. And Suits, we will get you a lanyard. Yes, he's after a lanyard. That's all he wants is a lanyard for his credentials. We'll get you one. Yeah. We'll get you one, Suits. Don't worry. He's um, low, low maintenance that way. Well, yeah, yeah. Hey, if that's all, like, new guy on the scene, but I'm worried that it's like he's going to start with a lanyard. May want a ball cap yeah, at some point. Where do you, I don't know. Yeah, where do you, what's the next step up from lanyard? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be a big tra- step no matter what month, it is. Travel yeah. month, if you ask for that. Well, maybe you get one of these fine, large Yeti... Uh, well, speaking no, of our, you gotta speaking have a, of our you, scouting department, yeah, you gotta have a few <laughs> years on your uh, belt to get the Yeti. I think getting a buzz through from our, uh, one of our other scouts here right now, DJ Cleveland. He's on the lookout. Maybe I he think. too has heard the rumor that there could be some lanyards <laughs> floating around. Maybe he would like one too. No one wants to be left out. All right, let's chat about this week's game coming up against the Calgary Roughnecks. It's uh, I feel like the Toronto Rock and the Calgary Roughnecks are always this under the radar rivalry when the two teams get together like there has been some games that have been some some real punch-ups over the years let's face Talking it oh five oh, yeah, yeah the minute of madness at oh five when there was like 43 fights in about a minute uh on the bench for that one we, it was good to watch not to be right. in the fights no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh they just seem to break out constantly during that game i'm yep. sure people can probably find that on youtube somewhere uh there was the uh snyder patty campbell uh we just talked about it actually with rosie he was 
at the other end of the uh, floor at one point in that game. He was in that. Yeah, I, I, this was great. We brought this up anyways in the other interview. I totally forgot that that's where he played against the Rock. Originally, I thought it was a game in Toronto, but it was – it was in Calgary, and it was that game, which Wearing was... Wearing the field helmet, I believe, then. Yeah. Cascade, okay. Eh? Were, you, were you listening in on that? <laughs> no, I wasn't. Oh, no. okay. We talked yeah. about that, yeah. too, actually, that everybody always brings that up, that he wore a field bucket, and yeah. that was, like, the only year he wore it. Sammy's bringing it back now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not a fan of the field bucket for the goalies? Whatever they need. It's different. Yeah. It is, yeah. I always thought no. if you're a goalie, you want a goalie mask to be able to paint it sure. and look cool, though. Yeah. Think, yeah. I feel like part of the reason why kids want to play goal in the beginning is because the equipment's so cool. No, yeah, I think I sure. think that's a yeah. big reason yeah. when a kid they're like, Oh, the equipment's just cool. I think the, the goalie mask or the helmet that's just uh preference was comfortable on their pumpkin. I guess, Matt, yeah. you just took all the wind out of that one. I think it's because they want you want to look cool in there. No, sure, yeah, yeah. okay. Probably right. safety first, I'm thinking, and what's most comfortable, and then how you look. But. All right. So, <laughs> this game Saturday, the under-the-radar rivalry. Do you feel that way? Do you feel that it's kind of one of these games that when you get together with Cal, they're always good games, they're always competitive. You know, it, it just seems to be, it almost sneaks up on you. Right. And this Saturday, it's like, and maybe from the West, maybe they think it's more of a rivalry than we do in the East because the rock have all these rivalries with, you know, Halifax, Rochester, Buffalo, you know, the, the traditional ones out here and that you don't play Calgary as much, but it seems like, you know, this game, as we get closer to the weekend here, seems to have some real possibility to have a little more bite to it than maybe one would uh, tend to expect. Yeah. I think, um, you know, first off we, we get excited, uh, to play Calgary or, um, you know, um, play the Canadian teams, right? And uh, the way the league has gone last, I don't know exactly here, but a handful of years, like it's, uh, uh, well, we played two Western teams a, a season, right? Total. So yeah. um, uh, a lot of those games you're re- referring to, um, you know, there was a time when you played every, you know, regardless of which uh, division or conference you were in, you played every um, Canadian team at least twice, once home, once in a way. Um, it's... Uh, um, it's always a fun trip. You get excited to play against the uh, uh, the Canadian teams for sure. Um, definitely some uh, some history between the uh, the two teams uh, uh, over the years. Um, but again, based on the schedule, that's kind of been taken away because um, you know we haven't. Uh, last time we played them was the uh, the COVID season. And, um, you know, the last game of that season was uh, uh, was in Toronto when they certainly got the better of us. So uh, I think there's a yeah. Uh, a low-key rivalry there for sure that, uh, you know, maybe some of it's been taken away based on the uh, the schedule, but uh, at the same time, it's um, a game you always get up for. It's fun to play out there, uh, Knights Arena to be in, good atmosphere, um, usually good attendance in there, and uh, it's always a, a tough matchup. So we look forward to this trip. Last week uh, against the Philadelphia Wings, we saw, you know, really our first little lineup change in a while and it was as a result of dan dawson going on the injured reserve and josh dowick going to the active roster and making his nll debut thoughts on uh what you saw from young joshua dowick last week yeah josh um you know he played well for us um you know he did uh, did what was uh, uh asked of him and um anytime you're uh, from a coaching standpoint you're putting a young player in especially on the offensive side uh, 
um, you know, first concern or first thing that uh, you want to focus on isn't so much production, but is uh, ball security and uh, uh, taking care of, uh, of the ball, which he did real well for us. And uh, it was an opportunity for him uh, early in the season to, uh, as we say, uh, get his feet wet, right? And it's something that uh, we wanted to, uh, wanted to see in the first um, quarter or third of the season. Um, um, before this uh, stretched on too long, not only with Josh, but uh, um, all of our practice roster players. Uh, usually we have to rely on them over the case of a, or a course of an 18-game season, and um, we just felt that it was a good opportunity with Dan nicked up um, to, uh, to get Josh in there, and um, he played, uh, played well for us. So heading into this weekend, uh, we know Josh Jubinville, uh, his suspension – will kick in this week. He ended up receiving a match penalty in the game against uh, Halifax a couple of weeks ago. The NLLPA appeals it. Uh, that allowed him to play last week. They've withdrawn their appeal, and now Josh Jubinville will serve his one-game suspension this weekend. Um, any idea on how that's going to affect the lineup just yet? Well, we have a few options there. Um, so, uh, obviously, uh, Josh is somebody who's uh, played real for us or real well for us. Um, since the start of the season and uh you know um, especially uh, uh last few games along with the rest of the uh, the team so um a lot of uh, quality minutes that uh, that uh, somebody will have to step into the lineup and and uh, fill and um you know we've uh, we have uh, Jameson Dilks and uh, Phil Mazuka both uh, uh chomping at the bit and, and ready to go so we'll decide who goes in to uh, to replace Josh and um it'll be up to uh, to everyone to uh, pick up the slack all right well it should be a great one on saturday night nationally broadcast game on tsn everything's setting up nicely 9 p.m eastern start on that one on saturday night the calgary roughnecks and the toronto rock maddie thanks a lot for doing this it's been a busy week here already with a big matchup against the calgary roughnecks on tsn's nll game of the week maddie thanks for doing this and we'll uh we'll talk again soon see you soon let's get busy all right <laughs> That was Matt Sawyer, head coach of the Toronto Rock. We will take a short break and be back to wrap up Toronto Rock Total Access in a moment. I have to thank Matt Sawyer and Nick Rose for dropping by on this episode of Toronto Rock Total Access. Always great catching up with those two gentlemen. And they will be off together, along with the rest of the coaching staff and their teammates, to take on the Calgary Roughnecks on Saturday night at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. 9 p.m. Eastern is the game time. It is the NLL Game of the Week on TSN. It will be broadcast across the country live and it will be also available on TSM Plus if you are not able to get to your television screen. And, of course, TSM Plus is still in that free preview window, so there is absolutely no way that you can miss this game on Saturday night. There is a way to watch it on television or on your mobile or laptop or desktop device. Stream it to your TV. However, you need to get it there. You can do so. This weekend, Saturday night, it's the NLL Game of the Week on TSN, the Toronto Rock and the Calgary Roughnecks, 9 p.m. Eastern on Saturday night. Also coming up, we've got an exciting announcement coming. We're letting the cat out of the bag just a little bit here, but we are just about ready to announce our country night halftime artist coming up on Saturday, March the 4th. 
Stay tuned to The Rock social media this week coming up as we will be making that rather large announcement uh, on our social media. So make sure you check that out. Keep your eyes peeled. And of course, the Country Night Pack is available. Two gold tickets, two Toronto Rock, Rock City Cowboy hats for 99 bucks. All taxes and fees in on that. And that's a great way to get to the game on Saturday, March 11th. But coming up before that, of course, we've got our charity night on Saturday, February the 4th. The game-worn jersey auction, Benefiting Smiles Home Foundation, is now live. Bids are being accepted right through the game up until Tuesday, February the 7th at 8 o'clock. That's when the auction will close. And you can simply go to torontorock.com slash auction to check that out and place your bids now. And then after that, Saturday, February the 18th, it's alumni night. It is Team Doyle versus Team Watson at halftime. It is going to be awesome. We are going to announce the full rosters very soon as well. And there will be a pregame autograph session with Toronto Rock alumni as well. So that is another game to circle on your calendars as we celebrate some of the greats of the past with the Toronto Rock and especially those who are associated with the 2011 Toronto Rock team that was the last to hoist the NLL Cup for this Toronto Rock team back in 2011. So not just members from the 2011 team, but that is kind of the main focus for alumni night coming up on February the 18th. So lots going on. Always check out torontorock.com and our socials for the latest of what's going on in and around the team. And uh, that will get you right up to date folks. So in the meantime, and in between time, I am Mike Hancock saying that's it. That's all. Another edition of Toronto Rock Total Access is over and done with. We will chat next week.